right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy too. today december 1st november see you later what is popping i still got the glasses on i gotta get used to the contacts i still gotta figure out it's not the easiest thing in the world to do for me right now i'm getting to that and boy my life right now i am you know i'm struggling I got to tell you right now, I'm fighting off the demons. I'm fighting off procrastination. I'm fighting off laziness because I'm alone, right? I have my house. I have my two dogs. So I'm trying to better myself now. I want to go all out in my projects. I want to write a book, a motivational book, a book about my life, whatever it may be. I sit down on the computer, right? And I wanted, you know, also I work on the show at night too. I sit down on the computer within 30 seconds. I get up, next thing you know, I'm in the refrigerator. Mind you, I've already looked at the refrigerator 13 times prior. So I know every single bit of the contents, which really is nothing because I'm, I'm a health freak, right? So I look in the refrigerator and I'm like, I don't want an apple. I don't want almond milk. I don't want grapes right now. I want the goods. Where's the chocolate? Where's the Reese's peanut butter cups? Where's the things that I could sit down and I could, you know, do whatever. Then I'll go back down. I sit back down, right? And I start typing, okay. You know what I could use right now? You know, if I could really start thinking better, you know what would really, really help me out right now? Let me make a fresh pot. Nice cup of coffee, right? Nice and hot right by my side as I'm typing, drinking, typing. That's what I'll do. So I get up again, All right? Next thing you know, get the coffee, get it going, sit there. I start sipping it. And next thing you know, like, mm. well, you haven't gotten laid in almost a month, month and a half, right? And you're like, well, that's not that long, right? You know, some people go even longer, but I was in a six year relationship, so I was getting laid every day. So now it's a month and a half, so I'm like, let me see what's going on on the porn sites. Next thing you know, I find myself, I don't know what is worse, trying to find a movie at night on your TV because you're, you go, I'm on Netflix, nothing's good on there. Then I go over to Hulu, nothing's good on there. Now I'm 20 minutes in because all I'm doing is watching trailers and watching beginnings of movies and I think they suck and I'm like, I can't watch this. This is woke, this is too crazy. This has you know gay scenes in it that I can't do. Mind you, and, and I'm being honest here, okay? I don't care what you do. You gay, not gay, that's up, that's your thing. But I have my own preference. So I started watching this show, 1899. It's a horror ghost ship series on Netflix. And I'm starting to get a little scared. 
you know, I'm not saying that, but I'm not scared. I'm, you know, 48 years old. But, you know, it's got, it's a good, it was, it was pretty good at first. It takes a little bit to get into. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, two guys start French kissing, making out, deep-throating each other. And I don't just mean for like two seconds. I'm talking for around 20 seconds. Gone. See you later. Don't compute. Can't relate. Don't want anything to... I don't want that. And it's not about being a homophobe. has nothing about gays. Uh, it's not my preference. I don't want to see two guys making out. That's not my thing. As soon as I see it, gone. Can't watch that anymore. So back to what I'm saying, though. So now here I am, and in comparison. So you're on TV. You go to Hulu. Go to Paramount. You go to... Um, what, what else is there? Peacock. Then I'm on Amazon. Can't find anything. Hour, hour and a half goes by. I'm falling asleep on the couch, and the night's over. Now, same thing. I'm on the computer trying to get a good scene on the, any porn site that I'm on. Girls are disgusting. They're overweight. They're not good looking. And I don't understand this, too, with these porn sites. Nobody's recording in HD. Why is it so blurry? Why does it look like I'm watching a porn from 1972? I don't understand. It's 2022. I can't get a clear shot. I can't get anything good on HD. Little 4K action. Anything? Nothing. And the next thing you know, I'm there for another 30, 35 minutes just looking for a scene if I'm even going to start something. Let alone then when I got to start something. Okay. So then that's, that's done, right? Sit down, go back to diabetic. Coffee's, coffee's cold. Let me, let me heat up the coffee in the microwave. Put the coffee in the microwave. And next thing you know, I go into the refrigerator. I start looking again in the refrigerator. Ah, the dogs. Here's my two German shepherds. Let me love them for a little bit. Lay down with them, whatever. Next thing you know, there's an hour that has gone by and I got maybe one sentence in this new book that I'm trying to write or I have maybe one video clip that I've downloaded that I want to do for the show because I've been distracted. And, and it's a word for it. And I'm telling you right now, if you ever want to read a fantastic book or even an audio book, which, and which is why it's great, is because the author narrates it and I love his voice. Stephen Pressfield, and it's called Do the Work. And he also has another one that I'm about to read. It's called The War of Art. That's the first one you should listen to. I did it in reverse. And what he calls what I'm doing right there, all these excuses, this laziness, he calls it resistance. All right, it's a thing. It's live. It's real. It's called resistance. Here, listen to what he says. This is him in Do the Work. Resistance is a repelling force. It's a negative. Its aim is to shove us away, distract us, prevent us from doing our work. Resistance is insidious. Resistance will tell you anything to keep you from doing your work. It will perjure, fabricate, falsify, seduce, bully, cajole. Resistance is protean. It will assume any form if that's what it takes to deceive you. That's exactly what I have going on. Resistance. Resistance right now is leading the charge. Resistance right now in my head. You know, I don't know, you got some time. It's only, you know, it's only five o'clock in the evening. You know, especially on the weekends when I sit down and I want to do something, right? I'm like, I got this whole Saturday. I have no girlfriend. I have no distractions. All I have are these two dogs. I can get a lot of work done today. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the gym. 
I'm going to come back, take a shower, and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start to work. I'm going to do the work. And then all of a sudden, like, like a storm coming in from Florida, a hurricane from the Mississippi Valley. Resistance. Resistance starts attacking me. And I think of any other excuse, whatever I could do. Oh, maybe I should do some push-ups. Let me do a couple of push-ups. I didn't get a great workout at the gym. I'll do a couple of push-ups in between writing. Next thing you know, I'm doing push-ups. And, and what am I doing push-ups for? You at the gym. Now you gotta go do push-ups? It's crazy. It's crazy, but that's what you have to do. That's why you constantly have to keep working on yourself. And that's what I'm trying to do. I can't tell you how many conversations this past weekend that I had in that mirror, okay? Sat there, stared at myself, look at you. What are you doing? You've been sitting in that chair for an hour and a half and you're looking at YouTube videos and TikTok videos. You're in the TikTok vortex. You haven't got any work done. Get back in there and get to work. Go in there, ba -ba 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 -ba. next thing you know, I'm back in the mirror. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I said, get in there and do something. It's already now noon. You had a great idea when you first woke up. Now half of the day is gone. Do you want to ruin the whole entire day or are you gonna go back out there and do it? I'm gonna go back out there and do it. Joey's got it. Joey's got it, don't worry about it. I'm gonna go back there and do it. Cell phone, texting, group chat. Next thing you know, some notifications come on my phone. Next thing you know, it's six o'clock. <sighs> tired, I'm gonna tackle this tomorrow morning. First thing in the morning and that's what I'm gonna do. Resistance. You should look at this book, read this book, listen to this book. But here's the thing. It's one thing about listening to a book. And this is what he says too. Prepping, like when you wanna write and you're researching for your book, let's say, or you're researching for your show, even the research, research is resistance. He says, sit down and write. Whatever comes to your mind, keep writing. One page, two page, three page. Do the research later. That'll come. Right now, do the work. Start writing. See where it takes you. What are you doing? Can't do it. And I gotta get focused. I gotta do it. But I have a lot of distractions, but they're not really distractions. They're self-made distractions that I keep doing within my life. Can't do it anymore. Can't. Cannot do it. I got to just get focused and get busy. That's it. It's so it's crazy. It's crazy what's going on. And then here's another thing. I told you that I listen to all these motivational books. This is another thing that's very key that I'm trying to implement every single day in my life, and it's discipline. What discipline? It takes a certain type of discipline to do the work. You have to, when you say you're gonna sit down and actually get things done, you're gonna go to the library so you don't have any distractions, you're gonna do the work, that takes discipline. Going to the gym, working out, takes discipline. Not going to the gym and then saying you're working out and then you're on your phone the whole time, text messaging, that's not discipline. Phone is a killer. That cell phone is a mini computer. It's a lifeline, okay? It's a lifeline. Just think about when the neural link is gonna come out. That's eventually gonna come out from Elon Musk. I was talking to my boy Robbie Fresh today. He's like, you know, he's getting close to it. Now I've done research on it. I haven't, you know, I wanna do an episode. I'll do more on it. I'm just talking about it because it came to the top of my head. I'm not really prepared to talk about it, but when you see those commercials or those, those test trials they have with the monkey and they have the Neuralink in and the monkey can do certain things that, you know, you, 
I, I should have gotten the video. I played it on my show one time before. I'll do it again. But think about when that comes. Think about when that happens. When you have a neural link, your, your mind is attached to the phone, to the computer. Forget it. You think you can't get any work done now? Who knows? Maybe you can get a lot of work done then. But I think there's going to be even more distractions. But here's Jim Rohn and talking about what it takes to have discipline and change habits. Because that's what it is. All those things that I was doing, bad habits. Self-inflicted bad habits. Here's Jim Rohn. It takes discipline to change a habit because habits are formed a little bit each day, every day, every day. Once habits are formed, they act like a giant cable. They act like a nearly unbreakable instinct that only long-term disciplined activity can change. Basically what he's saying is when you start doing that type of negative behavior, when you start doing that unproductive behavior, it starts to grow. It starts to grow. It starts to manifest itself. And unless you really are cognizant of what is happening and make the change. If you want to lose weight, don't save Monday. Start today, right now. It's not a better day than right now. Not a better time to change your life than right here, right now. And I'm suffering through it. So don't think for a second. Here is Joe Kozo who has everything. I am in the war. I am in the battle. I'm in the trenches, baby. All right? May as well be in Vietnam. I'm in the trenches. I got, I got silos. I got guns, bazookas flying over my head, grenades all over the place. I got people dying, legs getting chopped off, and I'm sitting there like this. It's what's going on in my life right now, but I'll get it. I'll get it. But it is crazy. Here is what he says. If you neglect changing your habits, this is what starts to happen. The least lack of discipline, and it starts to erode our psyche. One of the greatest temptations is to just ease up a little bit. Right? The, the, the slightest lack of doing your best starts to erode the psyche. Instead of doing your best, doing just a little less than your best. Sure enough. You say, well, it's just going to affect my sales. No, it's going to affect your consciousness. It's going to affect your philosophy. Now you've begun in the slightest way to affect your own philosophy. Here's the problem with the least neglect. Neglect starts as an infection. And if you don't take care of it, it becomes a disease. Oh, that last part right there is as true as it gets. Starts out as a little infection and then it becomes a disease. It manifests itself. It's insidious. It's so true. If you do not put these bad habits in check, one of the things I was doing some reading and one of the things, and Mel Robbins talks about it. She has in that five second rule, but that's not where I read this from, but she talks about it. She probably got it from this because this is an older book. I just can't recall it. I'm not going to try to recall it because I'll be here for three hours trying to remember this thing. Can't do it. It's gone. I'm not even going to think about it. Hopefully I can remember what I was going to talk about. The worst thing that you could possibly do is when you wake up in the morning, not get immediately up. Immediate. If you stay in bed, oh, this mattress is so good because I got this, you know, NASA type cushion bed, $5,000, $5,500 the bed cost that Sleepy's mattress firm now. I don't know. Why would you change it from Sleepy's? Sleepy's was a great name. Sleepy's is Sleepy's. 
Now it's mattress firm? Who thought of that? I don't care if you sold the company, you keep sleepies. Why would you trade change it from sleepies to mattress firm? Nobody wants to say, let's go to mattress firm. No, I want to go to sleepies. One name, one word. Okay? The best company names are one word. Twitter. Apple. Microsoft, right? Facebook. But you understand. You get it, right? Why are we changing it from Sleepies to Mattress Firm? Nobody says, I want to go to Mattress Firm. It's not even a good name because I don't want a firm mattress. I want a plush mattress. Nice and plush. Nothing firm. I don't want to sit there and it's like a rock mattress firm. Get out of here with this stuff. But what he's saying, though, is so true, right? Infection, right into a disease. But again, what I'm saying is get up. As soon as you wake up, get up. Turn the lights on. I just got this new alarm clock. Can't wait for it to come from Philips. I wish I had it here, but this is all jiving off the top of the dome here. Okay, so I'm not prepared. I, I should have had it, but it's a Philips alarm clock. And when your alarm goes off, it's like a dome right? Looks like the sun. And it starts getting a little bright, brighter, brighter, brighter. And then the whole room looks like you're in under the sun. And now you got no choice. That's the alarm clock. It starts getting bright in there. Next thing you know, you're, you may as well be in, uh, in Hawaii on at two o'clock in the afternoon. I can't wait for it. I cannot wait for it to come because I need it because that's what I do. That's resistance too. It's five more minutes. No good. No good. Alarm up. Let's go. We got business to take care of. Get off your ass and let's get to work. Okay? If you want to be successful in your life, and this is what I'm doing too, and this is where I'm heading there, you have to be a pro. And a pro doesn't stay in bed. A pro gets up. A pro doesn't look in the refrigerator 15 times when he knows there's nothing in there that's going to benefit him. A pro puts his phone on silent or on airplane mode when he's going to go to work. But a amateur will leave his phone on with all the notifications ready to rock and roll. Amateur Joey, here we go. Now, here's another book that is now, I'm telling you though, in my financial aspect of my life, this book has changed my life. If you want to be a man a successful man that is making money, that has the ability to be rich. Man, woman, but you understand, you get the drift. You must, This it's, it's a necessity. Read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Okay, it was written in the 1920s, early 1920s. But it is a phenomenal, phenomenal book. Again, it's called The Richest Man in Babylon, made, uh, written by George Classen. It is phenomenal. I listened to the audiobook. Now, the audiobook is phenomenal, and I'll tell you why, because the narrator is excellent. He's the same narrator that I, I listen to other books with, Civil War books. He, his voice is spectacular. How he does everything, absolutely genius. One of the best narrators on Audible, hands down. Now, you're like, well, what is it about? Give me the gist of it. Well, it gives you seven things, stories about the ancient city of Babylon and how it is written is, I, I, it's, like I said, it's just genius, but gives you seven different things or scenarios on how to become 
rich. How to become a man. And that's really, you know, it's written in the 20s. And, you know, usually, you know, men are the ones who, who are working. And when you hear this, there's no women on in this about this book at all. But it still can apply to men and women today in 2022. But I'll give you the first thing, right? There's seven laws it gives you on how to be successful. The first one, I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to give you two. The first one, start thy purse to fattening. And it talks in a way of, you know, back in Babylonian days has that type of talk, but it's still, you can get it and it's very easy. It's an easy, easy read. Trust me. For every 10 coins, thou place it within thy purse, take out for use, but nine. Thy purse will start to fatten at once and its increasing weight will feel good in thy hand and bring satisfaction to their soul. Translation, save 10% of your income, whatever paycheck you get. So if you make $100, put $10 aside. You make $1,000, put $100 aside. Every single paycheck. Every time you're making money, you set aside 10%. I've been doing it, and I got to tell you right now, it is, it's like, wow, I got a little cushion here. And I just, been, I just started maybe for the past two months, got a nice little cushion. Every time I get a new client for my law practice, whatever the retainer is, I take 10%, stash it away. I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to give you a little secret about money, whether or not you have it or don't have it. If you have money, you're probably going to agree, to, agree with me like that. If you don't, when you do, if you take this advice from this book, The Richest Man in Babylon, you will sit there and say, yes, I remember what Joe Cozo said. He is right. There is not a better feeling in the world than having a lot of money that you can count. I love counting money. I love it. I can do it all day as a, as a profession, as long as it's my money. I don't want to count your money. As long as it's my money, I'll do it all day long and I am in the best mood counting 100, 200, 3, and I stack it nice and I love it. I can eat it. I put a little maple syrup. I can eat the whole thing. It's how great it is. There's not a better feeling in the world. This one, this is the third one he says, and to me, there is nothing truer than this one right here. Okay? But you first have to do number one to get to number three. Make thy gold multiply. The gold we may retain for our earnings is but the start. The earnings it will make shall build our fortunes. Learn to make your treasure work for you. Make it your slave. Make its children and its children's children work for you. Now, what does he mean by that? Well, it's simple. Invest your money. Your money should start making money for you while you're sleeping. So invest in the stock market. Right? You're sitting there saying, well, the stock market's not great. The stock market right now is at a down. This is when you buy. Stop having that, that sheep mentality, right? When the stock sucks, doing terrible, the market's crashing. That's when you buy. When everybody's in fear is when you, when you become aggressive. That's when you become a shark. Stocks are down. You start loading up. You start taking the 10% that you are saving and then you start investing it. So your money is making money. Another way of doing it, buy a house that you rent out and have rental income. You know, if you get a chance, go on my YouTube channel or Rumble, whatever you prefer, and look up the interview that I had with Brian Karp, the real estate mogul here on Long Island. Brian Karp. Look it up. 
Watch the interview. Watch what he does. The guy is a beast. And the amount of rental income he has is going to, it's generational wealth. Buying houses and then renting them out and then making money off the rental is, that's what you call generational wealth. Same thing with the stock market too. But that's what you got to do. All right. All right. So let's move on here. Let's get into a little bit of news here. Okay. I saw this in the New York Post. And I, and I, I, I couldn't believe it at first. Right. I, I couldn't believe it. And let me just show you the picture. I'm going to place it right here. I'm not going to read the article or anything like that, but this is what the article is about. <clears throat> and as you can see, it's a mother in a grocery store, takes off her shirt and starts breastfeeding her child right there. First of all, that child looks a little bit too old, all right, to be sucking on some tate, okay, some taters. No good. In public, definitely no good. And why are you taking a picture of your kid sucking on your tit? Why? For what? If I'm that kid and all of a sudden now it's all over social media, why are we doing that? And she's saying, she's complaining, saying that people are calling her a slut or inappropriate because she's overweight and doing it with large breasts. Stop doing that in public. Take a blanket, put it over, okay? If this kid really needs to be sucking on your tit at the grocery store that bad, okay, there's no reason to do it. There's no reason to do it. It's not, listen, it's a natural thing. I will say this, my daughter, she was breastfed, never got sick when she was little. I think it's a must. I think it's a beautiful thing. I really do. But not with your tit, with no shirt on at all, walking around with your tits hanging out. That's no good. It's no good. Not in public. I don't want my kid walking around and all of a sudden here's some girl with her tits hanging out with the girl kid sucking on her What is going on? We got live titty action on aisle three. Come on. This nonsense stuff really, really is something else. I got I to gotta tell you, it really is something else. Now, moving on here. I'm going to play this one for you. This one is... You know, you can't, you, you take a lot of stuff off the internet because of Black Lives Matter and you want any racism and you hear about all this white nationalism stuff. And then you see this video come on there and no one says anything about this. I'm going to play it for you. All right. It's on TikTok. It's a video from TikTok. Watch what this person is saying. And then you tell me if you think this person is normal. All right. Here we go. Controversial opinion, but if you have a token white, and you're hanging out with your friend group of color, you need to ask permission from everybody in the group to bring your white friend. Like, don't just bring them. Ask for explicit permission from everyone. Because just because you're comfortable with them doesn't mean that everybody's comfortable with them. I might not be in the mood to deal with white shenanigans that day. That's, that's all I'm saying. And another thing, it feeds into their ego. Like, don't, don't let them think they're a good white person. Don't, don't give them that card to use against other people. Please don't do that. Government, we have a good white person over here. Here comes Whitey. He's a good one. That's the bad one over there. Don't allow him. Actually, they're all white. Don't allow any of them to come. What? What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Imagine if every time she said white friend, she said, you can't bring your black friend. And that was on the internet. 
don't bring your black friends. I'm not in the mood for any black shenanigans that day. So tell me, what is, what's white shenanigans? What are white shenanigans? And then when we're talking about white shenanigans, can we talk about black shenanigans or Asian shenanigans? Whatever that is. Whatever they all are. But do you see what is happening in society today? You allow people like that who definitely have mental issues to talk like that because they hear adults talking like that. The politicians that we elect into office are talking like that. So why don't they think that now all of a sudden as a kid, they can talk like that? I mean, and I'm saying they. You want to see something with they? Do you want to see this video? This is. You want to talk about Banana Land. This girl, both of these two, live in Banana Land. All right? Here is this one. This one is sick and tired of her parents and her family members not using the proper pronouns when they address her. Now, I'm saying her, but she doesn't like her. And watch what she does. Watch this one. This is so baby. For all of your uh, love and care on my last post, um, here's here's my update. Sorry for the delay. My life is chaos on how I clicker trained my family to get my correct pronouns now that I am a trans person. Um, so first of all, a lot of people are asking what treat I was using. Um, if you don't know, for circus dogs, when they do something that we like, we click that behavior and then we give them a treat. Um, I did not use it as a positive marker like that for uh, my family because I'm not going to treat them for basic human decency. I instead used it as a negative marker. So every time they said she, I would click so that they would start to associate the click with a she in their head and would start to automatically self-correct. That's part one. I'm going to play part two in a second. Let's just let's digest that one. To think that that is normal behavior because you are not using proper pronouns. Who made this banana republic up? Okay, I don't care what you say. That's mental issues right there. You are putting a dog collar, a, you know, a clicker on a human being. And every time they say she or he or improper pronouns and not saying they or them or whatever, they're going to click them like a dog. Okay, like an e-collar around a dog. And they're not going to then reward the dog. No, because they're not going to do reward the parent for decent humanization. No, 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 no. This is for punishment. Punishment. But then here in the second part, this explains everything right here, in my opinion. I forgot to take into account the fact that I have an auditory processing disorder and live at like a 15 second delay from everybody and everything else. And so um, I wasn't able to click as much as I wanted to. So it wasn't super effective on that. Hold on a second here. Okay. Did you hear that part? I know I'm cutting in here. An auditory processing delay. Really? You think that's the only thing that you got going on there, toots? I don't think so. All right, continue. That aspect, I think I'm going to need a new invention that counteracts auditory processing in order to get that right. But I did explain to them what this was for and why I was doing it. And then I carabinered it to my hip at all times. And I definitely had several occasions where a family member would start to say something, look at it, pause, and then purposefully gender me correctly. And that happened at least three or four times. Gender me correctly. My family members, I click them and they're starting to behave. They're starting to get it. 
That's 2022. Okay, come on. Imagine, imagine you have a sibling and they said, listen, I'm gonna put this e-collar around you. And you're like, get out of here, what are you doing? Oh, I'm putting it around you. And every time you don't use my proper pronoun, you're getting clicked. I'm gonna shock the hell out of you. That's not normal behavior. It's not. I don't care what you say. And I don't know why the adults, including myself in this world, are, you know, and I'm saying as an adult, I am. I'm, I don't allow, I don't want this behavior at all. Why are we saying that this type of behavior is okay? It's not okay. It's not. It's not okay. But people, the reason why people are saying it's okay because it's a voting block. The LGBTQ community is a voting block. Okay? And it, it just so happens that the voting block for the LGBTQ community is Democrat, and that's why Democrats are silent on it. If the LGBTQ community was for the Republicans, they would be silent on it. But really what should be happening is we're all human beings, and we all know that that type of behavior is improper. And we should all be collaborating together in saying such. But we're not, because nobody's really cared about people's mental well-being. All they care about is the voting. That's it. And that's why Democrats don't ever, ever say anything negative to the LGBTQ community, including any type of pedophilia or any type of drag queen stuff or, you know, making kids get indoctrinated into this type of stuff because they don't want to upset that voting base. That's really simply what it is. Don't think for a second that, say, Nancy Pelosi behind closed doors says, this girl's acting like a banana and God forbid she thought I'd put that e-collar on me. Imagine. Imagine Kamala Harris getting an e-collar put around her neck and get zapped every time she did an improper pronoun. You think she would allow that? Nancy Pelosi? Joe Biden? Come on. Stop. Stop with the, non stop with the nonsense. Hillary Clinton? I'm going to put an e-collar around your neck. Every time you say an improper pronoun, zap! No. It's not going to happen. And here, this is another thing. This is commercial. I don't understand. I've never seen anything like this commercial before in my life. I've never seen what this commercial is talking about happen in real life. Okay? I, I just haven't. I've never been at the bank or at the grocery store and see this type of commercial happening to a girl. Here, watch this. How to prevent bladder leaks in public. A few months back, I discovered I had incontinence when I leaked in public for the first time. But it wasn't until I found these leak-proof panties that it changed everything. Leak-proof panties. Girls are sneezing and they're leaking out of their vag. That's what's happening here. I've never seen anything like it in my life. What is going on? These commercials, it's crazy. But it, does that even happen? Does that ever happen to a female? I've never seen that happen. I've dated girls my whole entire life. They never told me. No one's ever sneezed at the mall and all of a sudden leak comes all out. And who, I don't know what's leaking. What is the leaking? Because I'm not a girl, so I have no idea. Is it period leak? Is it, I don't know, sexual desire leak? Is it just vag stuff? I, who knows? Who knows? The commercial's bananas, though. All right, listen. We're going to wrap it up here. If you get a chance, go onto our YouTube page, share it, subscribe, like the channel because it helps it out. Also, we're streaming on Rumble. Do the same thing as well. Helps out the show. You can go on our website, thejoecozoshow.com. We sell merchandise there. Helps out the show too. Uh, what else? The audio is streaming on every single device. 
Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Google Music, you name it. So if you want, if you don't have time to actually watch the show, you could also subscribe on those streaming devices and get the show also on Podbean as well. And hey, with that being said, December 1st, here we go. Santa Claus is coming to town, baby. We are out. Peace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, but that wraps it up for another edition of the Joe Cozo Show. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>